Welcome to The Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis. Welcome, fellow patriots, to Fine Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And this week, we have a great show. We're going to be talking to some members of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. They're involved with training, events, fundraising, all the things we do. But in this first segment, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some things that we need your help here in the Inland Empire and on into Arizona, Nevada, and other places to hear this radio show. And here's why this is so important. Starting Monday, just two days from now, we are going to be back in session in good old Excremento. Yes, up there in Sacramento, in the not-so-hollowed halls of the Capitol, we're going to be fighting for your rights. And those rights are coming down to two really important bills right now. There's many that are important that we're going to be talking about, but You know, the first one out the gate is going to be Assembly Bill 28 and Assembly Bill 262. Now, 28 is what I've called the zombie bill for like six years on this show, even when Phil Neyman had it and I'd be a guest on the show or the guest host. And what this is, is it's an 11% excise tax that's being added. And it's being done with the rhetoric of Assemblyman Gabriel, the author, who continues to, to tout to everybody, well, Firearms owners, particularly hunters, have no problems having a tax so they can help wildlife. Why wouldn't they want to help our children? So let's break this down for a moment. Assembly Bill 28 has nothing to do with children per se. It has to do with taking 11% that the second lie tells us, oh, this goes to the manufacturers. Folks, we're not naive. Whenever manufacturers are levied a tax by government, that tax is passed through to we, the people. He even goes so far as to contradict himself by saying, oh, in order to have law enforcement not against us, we did a carve out. So when you you know, go to pick up your new firearm, your ammunition, what have you, you won't pay that 11% tax. Well, if the tax went to the manufacturer, there's no way when you get to the counter that anybody at a counter is going to be able to revert that tax. So this goes to show you the depth of the lies, the depth of subterfuge that is being used in the capital. Why this is so important, as we talked a week ago on the show, this is going to go after those with lower incomes. It's going to go after those who are competitive shooting sports people, people that want to go put food on their table because it ups the price of ammunition, it ups the price of your firearms, it ups the price of everything. And this returns it to a point that they want to get it to where only the wealthy can have it so then they can get the masses on their side to disarm America. Folks, this is not for what they say it's for. It's absolutely against public safety and against public education, which then prize us because they're all on the Biden train. And that Biden train, as we talked a week ago, is all over what is called the BSCA. Now, the BSCA, to bring you up to date on what that is, that's the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. And what that was designed to do was not to have um, firearms and explosives and swords and other things is being part of fundamental education. However, within that act was the ability to have hunter's education, 
archery and basic firearm safety. But the Biden administration and their zeal to go after everything has decided, no, that means let's get rid of it. You know, you can look at like Senator John Tester, the Democrat of Montana, who has sent a letter signed by several other members on both sides being bipartisan to the Department of Education saying you, sh- you shouldn't be blocking the funds. That's not what this bill was for. You're making a bill, a piece of legislation, do something it's not supposed to do. So make no mistakes, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, NRA, um, Many, many other groups, Gunners of America, CRPA, and others, we are gearing up for a major lawsuit if this continues to go the direction it is. We're going to stop these things dead in their tracks. But California is not satisfied enough with the BSCA that they actually have what's called Assembly Bill 262, which is to go after every range at every camp that a kid would go to. This is going to impact literally hundreds of thousands of youth just in the summer months alone, not to mention other programs. And the reason this is so important is this is called trying to get rid of the next generation. This is part of Gavin Newsom's overall thing of ending the culture of firearms ownership in California and throughout the West. And eventually, when he sees himself in the Oval Office off of Pennsylvania Avenue in a little place called Washington, D.C., also known as the White House, he wants to take this show on the road nationally. That is why he spent so much time outside the state of California campaigning for, quote, Biden, a.k.a. when he gets out of my way, I'm going to be president. So you need to look at this strictly from the lens of we need your help. How can you help? Go to CRPA.org and go into our programs page and take the programs page to legislation and advocacy. And there you'll see a little button that you can hit that will allow you to simply put in your your name, your zip code, and it will automatically dial up letters that will go to your representatives telling them no on 28, no on 262. The more of those you can get done on Saturday and Sunday, the better you're going to have me equipped to fight your battles for you on Monday, the 14th, inside the Capitol. I need your help. Every other Californian, whether they realize it or not, needs your help. So again, go to CRPA.org, to the programs, legislation, advocacy. Hit that button where you can fight on uh, AB28 and AB262. And you can also hit Senate Bill 2, which we're going to talk about the practical side, which is CCWs. Senate Bill 2 is to try to make it so hard for you to get a CCW. And for those of us that have one and are renewing, for us to even be able to use it practically. And so what we're going to be talking about on this show is some of the things that CRPA does beyond what happens inside the courtrooms and what happens inside the Capitol hallways. Because it's important for you to realize that CRPA for 150 years has pushed firearms training, has created events, has done a lot of things. And this is kind of one of the areas I want to transition with all of you so you start to get to know the organization. We were founded in June of 1875. And in June of that year, you had the mayor of Oakland, the mayor of San Francisco, and the head of the California National Guard get together to form our organization of all places, San Francisco. Yeah, some things have changed. They were able to put together a range, put together a team, and send that team against the only other organization at the time in firearms, which would become the National Rifle Association. It had been around for about three years. We went, competed, did really well that first year. Our team won. We were really happy with that. And over the years, 
Many other states came up with their own organizations, and that became what we know as the National Championships at Camp Perry. And California has sent some of its finest to those, as well as sending them to Olympics and things like that. So one of the things a lot of people don't realize is all the state championships that lead to Camp Perry are done through the California Rifle Pistol Association. It's part of our legacy for a century and a half. Also within that legacy is the number of youth and young adults that we have helped get trained, helped develop the training centers, helped develop the technology to help them go to the Olympics, and then the Special Olympics, and then the Veterans Olympics. We have continually tried to find ways to help people overcome. And every week, I'm going to try to share a story. And one of the stories is about 13 years ago, we realized there were a lot of veterans who were unable to shoot anymore because of injuries, because of things that happened to them. They were literally blind. They couldn't see the targets. And so for most of us, we would like, well, if you can't see, you can't shoot. But we had some innovative people that came up with a targeting system that used audible sounds where they could take air rifles and shoot 50 meters downrange. And by the tones of where those hit, could learn how to use their hearing to zero in. And we started getting people back into the sport of shooting, even though they were blind, where they could compete at a national level, and that became part of the competition. They got so skilled at being able to do this, they could actually compete against those veterans who were injured in other ways, who had their sight, and not only be slightly competitive, but actually win some of those competitions. This is one of the areas that CRPA has focused, and we don't talk a lot about it, because it's about the shooter. It's about the individual. It's not about the organization. That's part of the internal structure, which you're going to see today when we're talking to a couple of our guests. So coming up with me after the break is going to be our person who handles all the train for CRPA, just not in California, but throughout the West, Mr. Jerry Clark, who's the director of training. And also up with me in the next area is going to be Maria Salieto, who is our incredible person that has this thing called director of development. And when she gets done, you're going to realize two things, A, an amazing person, and B, whatever you thought development was before you listened to Maria talk, you're going to realize you had no idea what development is. Because both of these people crisscross the state of California all the time, put countless hours in. And this is just part of what the incredible staff that I have the privilege to work with all the time are doing throughout the state of California that helps give me the counter arguments to people when they say, hey, people with guns are just old, grizzled white guys who look like Elmer Fudd. They're yelling at the kids to get off the front lawn. They show every single day in their lives that they're working with people just like you and me that regardless of gender, color, age, anything, they're helping them exercise their Second Amendment rights. And that's why we're here on Firing Line Radio. We'll be right back. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. 
Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the legislative director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. In this segment, I am proud to introduce Mr. Jerry Clark, who is the director of our training, not just here in California, but throughout the Western United States. Jerry, welcome aboard. Thank you for inviting me, Rick. So, Jerry, there's a term that has come out lately called homogenized training. And I keep hearing this term being brought up, um, even in the Capitol. Could you try and let the listeners know what that means? Yeah, so most of the training that's actually done throughout the United States, um, they're catering to all the states and more of your generalities, more of your homogenized um, and very common that this happens. But here in California, as we know, California law has an awful lot to do with our gun rights, and it makes it very difficult for us in California as far as trainers and instructors to be able to wade through some of this stuff if we don't know what we're looking at. So CRPA over the last, I've been here now for four years, we have been slowly bringing our curriculum into a California specific type of genre so as we can make sure that people understand California has the most gun laws on the books in the United States. So for I'm going to throw out a couple of examples I've heard, and then correct me if I'm wrong, and, and let's go into them a little bit. But I've heard, like, starting off, when you go to a range, obviously the people on the range are known as range safety officers and then uh, chief range safety officers. And I've heard that there are things that when you go to really great programs, like the National Rifle Association has done this for decades um, and some other groups, that if you actually practiced exactly what they said, you might make mistakes here in California because of our laws. Is that true? False? That's that's very true. Okay. And I also have heard that the same is true, like when you take uh, CCW um, training. I mean, we all know that while we have 58 counties um, that have the capability to issue, not all of them issue exactly the same way with exactly the same level of training. And yet some of the training that is done on a national level would also put you in a predicament. Is that true? Yes, very much so. I mean, you have to look at each of these 58 counties 
realistically have 58 different varieties of what they want you to teach as far as to your CCW students. And it's difficult because there's not one set of rules for CCW in California. And go outside of California, it is completely different than here. So one of the things I know that, and I, you know, you're you're so soft-spoken in some areas, Jerry, but one of the things I want everybody to understand out there is you have been working with these various counties, um, including Riverside, to make sure that the CRPA is giving their CCW-endorsed instructors throughout the state is both compliant with state and even looking forward to where the state may be hitting, as well as with the individual counties where those trainers would train. Is that correct? Yes, that is. A lot of these vendors, and they call them vendors, um, they vary from county to county. And normally you don't get a whole lot of overlap, especially down here in Southern California, where they're specific to one county. So they're falling into whichever category and whichever requirements they need to do to make sure that those folks get their CCW through their prospective counties. You walk up into the northern part of the state and you may have a CCW vendor in eight different counties. And they're all different. And it's difficult to wade through all that if you don't understand the laws that go along with it. So one of the other questions that we get on the show that I get a lot of times is, so this show is actually heard in a couple other states. So let's take Arizona, for example. CCW laws aren't the same in both states. No, they are not. If you look at Arizona, Arizona is now constitutional carry. So is there, in fact, a need for somebody to go out and get trained? I believe so, but unfortunately, the way that that law is written, it's not necessary. So let's talk about that for a moment. Um, I think most people would agree that you need to get trained. I mean, a lot of us uh, may have come up out of a situation where we were prior first first responder. You might be prior military. Maybe we're in a Boy Scout program or something else like that growing up that that makes you um, an expert, but firearms training comes down to a thing called muscle memory. And there are perishable skills. And something that you want to consider is, you know, um, I remember having a law enforcement officer tell me one time when I was a police cadet, look, a lot of police officers never, ever, ever in 30, 40 years pull their firearm out of their holster, except when they go to the range to qualify. And then there are others that get out of the academy and within a couple of months, have to pull it out and actually have to use it. And I think that's one of the differences that um, people you need to to wake up and think about is you don't want to make mistakes, so you do want to go get trained, but you want to get training that matches where you're at. So, you know, if you're listening to this in Arizona, we're encouraging go get training from people in Arizona. Understand Arizona's law and how the program processes these things so that you can have the train that will set you up for success if you after ever have to use this firearm. But more so in California, I uh, strongly encourage you to reach out to, to Mr. Clark because they've got trainers throughout the state that are competitively priced. Um, a lot of times they're actually a little bit cheaper, but are going to be able to give it to you because 
Jerry, when you put the train together, um, what book did you use as the background to make sure you were being legally compliant? Well, unfortunately, it happened to be that beautiful California gun laws book that actually CRPA does sell here. Um, it's written by a group of lawyers that actually represent us. So it's important to understand that book. Yeah, I think it's important to understand that with all of these things, you may be sitting there listening saying, well, I don't have a CCW, Rick. And uh, yeah, and I'm not doing anything with youth. But if you're going to the range, if you're going to go hunt, if you're just going to go have fun doing one of the various competitive shooting sports we'll talk about in the next segment, in the last segment, it's imperative for you to understand just in the transportation of those firearms, going from point A to point B, and some of the other things you need to know what the rules and regulations are. And for God's sake, just take it from me. If you're going to travel with a firearm, whether it's your CCW, whether it's something to go competitively shoot or to hunt or something like that, and you're going to the airport, even in California, not all airports even understand what the rules are. There are many times I've had to hand the person behind the table, these are the rules, because they didn't know what the rules were. Um, and Give yourself a little extra time because sometimes there's a slight delay as they're learning all those things. But if you don't know, then you can end up in a really weird situation where somebody's asking you to catch a later flight or you can't come in or detain you when there was absolutely zero reason for that. Uh, Jerry, like how hard is it if we had some people out there right now who are like, I used to be a trainer. I'd like to re-engage. Can they go to you and become a trainer? Yeah, I highly suggest that you give us a call, talk with us, let me know what your background is. We have an awful lot of trainers out there currently who are wanting to learn the California side of the business, and we're constantly on the phone with them. We're constantly in contact. We put out an email at least once a week asking for anybody that's interested, give us a call. Let us let us talk. Let us uh, have that nice long conversation. And we'll figure out what's next. And it's not overly difficult. The idea is to learn what California law says and what it does if you make an innocent mistake. And this is another area where CRPA could use your help. Folks, right now, this isn't going to hurt you if you have a business and you're listening and you're like, oh, is CRPA trying to hurt you? No, we're not. Right now, there's 1.7 million people that need firearms trained because they've never had it. 1.7 million, which means that is a huge, huge endeavor to get those people trained. We need your help. So if you have trained experience or you ever thought of doing something on the side to help people learn about firearm safety, reach out to Jerry Clark at CRPA.org. And when you go to CRPA.org, there's a contact phone number there for him. Reach out to them, uh, talk to them, come to a class, and learn how you can help others because we have families, we have youth, we have women, we have people from every imaginable background. In fact, I'm going to brag on Jerry. He just had a full Chinese class taught in Chinese, the first ever in the state for Hunter Education. We are willing to bend over backwards to make it happen, no matter what the background of the people We'll be right back on the firing line to talk about the advanced side of this business and how that dovetails with what Jerry and I just spoke about. 
Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. This is your host, Rick Travis. I'm the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Today we're talking about training and advance. And with me, um, I'm really happy to have somebody that I worked with for a couple of years in the same office in development. Maria Salietto is the Director of Development for the California Rifle Pistol Association. Welcome, Maria, to the program. Thank you, Rick. I'm happy to be here. So we were just talking about CCWs and training and everything with Jerry Clark, the director of train for CRPA. And I know that you have an integral part in the statewide CCW increases that are part of CRPA's mission to get more people with CCWs. Could you share a little bit about that? Yes, actually, every year um, we uh, partner with the Solano County Sheriff's Office, um, Deputy Sheriff Joe Pinder and Sheriff Farrar put a, on a wonderful conference uh, up in Solano County where um, service agencies from all, all different counties come and com- converge there for this conference. It's a three-day conference. Uh, CRPA uh, and our legal team give a lot of information there. Um, and we, we do sponsor the event as well. And uh, it's it's been helping get um, different uh, law enforcement agencies trained and uh, being able to smooth out the process for the CCW, uh, you know, uh, signing up for CCW is getting that all processed. Uh, it's been a wonderful event for a couple of years. We're doing it again this March as well. Uh, it's grown quite a bit. And now there's also other law enforcement agencies, different police precincts that are also interested in attending. So the work on the CCW end is, uh, is really having quite a bit of an impact. I think it's huge, and we should point out, I mean, even where um, our listeners are in Riverside County, I know the former sheriff had somewhere below 4,000 CCWs, and I know Chad Bianco, who his department was awarded a couple of years ago as the most advanced department in the quickest amount of time, have now got their numbers well in excess of 30,000 CCWs, literally 10 times what there was before. Um, and doing it on a budget, doing it the right way. We've had none of the problems that people have said. And that's one of the things that, uh, Sheriff Bianco and myself have discussed several times along with, uh, his next door neighbor in Orange County, Sheriff Barnes and his predecessor, Sheriff Hutchins, um, and many, many others throughout San Brandino and going on up the state is that there's this perception that, you know, if we allow people to have CCWs, oh my, we're going to have shootouts of the OK Corral, more guns on the street means more death. And yet, CCW honors, according to the FBI, not only just in California, folks, but nationally are the safest firearms owners and users, actually safer than law enforcement itself. So the attacks on those with CCWs are unfounded, 
and are just part of the gun grab culture of the far left. And uh, one of the things I want to say, too, is thanks to uh, Sheriff Pinder, um, Deputy Pinder, and as well as his boss, Sheriff Farrar, both wonderful gentlemen in this fight for your Second Amendment rights in, of all places, the Bay Area. They have gotten several other law enforcement agencies to open up to where now we have police departments that are not issuing the numbers I'd like to see. But in places like San Francisco, LAPD, you know, Redondo Beach, other places here in Southern California, as well as up and down the state, there didn't used to be anything but maybe like a handful. And now we've got hundreds and a couple places broke the thousand mark. Um, where before I would have told you you'd be more likely to see the devil buying winter underwear than ever see a CCW <laughs> being issued in those places. But what are some of the other events that CRPA does to promote the Second Amendment? Uh, well, we we had a, a nice banquet up in Citrus Heights last year. Um, back in the spring, we did something called Extravaganza, a very successful event. It was a, a fun event, uh, basically a, a carnival. Uh, it was held at Bass Pro Shops, uh, and it was basically a carnival where you play carnival games to win guns. Uh, and obviously, we we get those proceeds from all those games after everyone's having a good time, uh, winning some firearms as well, uh, but also supporting uh, Second Amendment rights uh, because it was funding litigation. Um, so we do a lot of events like that, uh, women's events, uh, some shooting events. We have membership drives uh, where we have free ammo membership drives. You get a little extra ammo to, to shoot at the range that day, uh, and you're supporting CRPA as well. Um Youth pheasant hunts, and in fact, uh, youth pheasant hunts, we're, we're going to be bringing some back. Uh, I had an interesting conversation the other day with a young man, college man, very fine young man, who uh, went through one of our youth pheasant hunts. And it, he's really a very much now in college and fighting the tide, uh, but a very strong 2A proponent, uh, very well spoken. And so a lot of these youth events, too, just get exposing them to some uh, firearms and safety and and hunting and conservation, uh, it really sets up the next generation. So these are very, very important. And we, we do a lot with youth shooting sports, uh, also supporting shooting teams and things of that nature. Um, we have some postal challenges. Uh, people even, you know, you can get involved with that at any time. Just go on our website and you can uh, uh, sign up for the postal challenges. And that's kind of fun. You're challenging yourself and, and competing with others. Um and a, a lot of different, uh, we're going to be having some more banquets and things. So the website's full of, chock full of information, of events we're doing, uh, events in the area, gun shows. Um, we're very often at gun shows, you'll see CRPA booths pretty much at any 2A gun-related event. Um, we, uh, we like to engage the community, bring people together, kind of connect the dots. So you'll see us at a lot of events. You'll see us creating events. Uh, most of our events obviously are to either to educate people or to raise money to fight for your Second Amendment rights. So, Maria, one of the things um, I wanted to explore with you a little bit is, do you work with other groups? I mean, you just shotgun, no pun intended, a wide variety of things fairly rapidly. But are there a couple of examples you could give our listeners of where you partner with other ranges maybe here in the Inland Empire where this is centrally heard or in other places to make events happen or to make them bigger and more accessible? Yeah, we were just at uh, Rahagas Shooting Enterprises out in uh, Corona or Eastvale. I, I don't know what it is exactly this week, the city's name, uh, but uh, we had a, a big event there for uh, Youth Day. 
Um, uh, we also work with uh, Route 66 uh, next weekend. Well, not next weekend, I just want to say it's October. <laughs> it's October 7th and 8th. Uh, they're putting on a great uh, range expo. They did this last year. It was amazing. Um, uh, I've got to say Route 66 Shooting Park uh, is a very strong 2A pro- proponent, and they um, raised money for CRPA last year, and it was a big event, lots of fun, lots of people, about 4,000 people came. And it was full of uh, major brands. Um, same thing this year, only it's a two-day event. This year it's gotten bigger. Uh, and they're going to have major brands with uh, new lines, new items they're showing. So new and existing items you can see. There's going to be some live fire uh, exhibitions. Um, Chuck Michelle, our president, will be one of the speakers there that on Saturday. And uh, Mr. Rick Travis will be there on Sunday. Uh, speaking as well. Uh, we'll have some other people too, like um, uh, Reno May and um, I think there's a couple other guys coming out, but it's always a fun day. Uh, we'll have our, our CRPA booth there as well. And uh, they will have a BB gun range. It's always fun to go to. So you can buy tickets for that event now uh, at the website for Route 66 Shooting Sports. It's October 7th and 8th, Saturday or Sunday. You can go one day or two. Um, and the, the, there's pre-sale tickets right now available. Uh, so it might be something you want to check out. But it's always a, a wonderful day, a really full day. And it's nice to see so many people, like-minded thinking people together as well. And so it's a family event, correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, a great day. There'll be food trucks out there, live demonstrations, um, all kinds of fun stuff. And so, folks, what I'm trying to get across with having Maria on and Sherry today is Defending your Second Amendment rights is a part of what CRPA does, a large part, but it's not the only thing we do. We literally have departments that are working statewide. Maria's talking about things where the audience of this show primarily live, but she is working on events from the Oregon border to the Mexican border, from the Pacific to well sometimes beyond the borders of you know Nevada and Arizona, which we're going to explore some of those things we've done over the past couple of years, despite all the things that our legislation does against us, all the things the federal government's done to limit us, and ways that CRPA has stood against a negativistic tide, against Governor Newsom's plan to end firearms ownership here in California. The CRPA is always looking for ways to resist and stick with their motto. Remember, the first two words of our motto is to be safe. The next two is to shoot straight. And then what both of these individuals are talking about is other ways you can fight back against a system that is set against you. Part of fighting back is voting. Part of fighting back is calling in to your legislators or sending in letters. But another part of fighting back is engaging the shooting sports, getting out there in the community and showing people that we are comprised of everybody, your coaches, the people at your, your banks, your stores, your co-workers, the people you go to religious services with. We are literally a part of the central fabric of this nation. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. 
CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man, yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And with me today here in this final segment, talking about events, talking about train, talking about ways you can get involved in the greater fight for our rights here in the West is Maria Salietto, the Director of Development, along with Jerry Clark, the Director of Training. And both of them have talked about what they did. Now we're going to bring it all together. The three of us worked really, really hard during the pandemic. Um, I remember some of the meetings in the dark days of the pandemic when the governor and everybody was trying to shut things down. I was working uh, personally on a couple of committees that were being done out of the White House to keep you know, things like gun stores open as being part of the critical thing. Jerry, you came up with one of the most amazing things called the um, shooting challenges that they could do it through the mail. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Maria, you were coming up with different types of events and those culminated in three things. So first one I want to talk about was when a lot of the ranges didn't have the ability because of rules put in place in their individual counties to hold, um, competitions. Jerry, you came up with something that included participation patches. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, what we did was at that point in time, we decided that we were going to start doing what we refer to as postal matches, which is just a matter of you coming into our store, purchasing um, the targets, you got your patch, you get your medals, send us in the pictures. I mean, we did this for both rimfire rifles, and it was pretty much anywhere in the state. All you needed to do is show up to your local range and have somebody sign off on it. We did pistol also. We started to look at the picture. The ranges were still open. People still wanted to go shoot. The governor was like, no, we don't want you to do that. But you know what? We started pushing people back out to the ranges, which is exactly what we needed to do. We were all tired of being inside and being locked up. So we started pushing these people back out, and we were getting great success. People were sending us in pictures. I had an 11-year-old female shotgun shooter 
came and sent me her picture. The shotgun was bigger than her. <laughs> it was fun to see. Yeah, and I think what's important for people to realize was this is something CRA did to help everyone push back. But then I I know we didn't just stop there, did we, Maria? Uh, no, there were a lot of other events. Um, uh, you and I also worked on um, some of the range coalition stuff and range con grew out of that um, to, to get the ranges together and have events where we could uh, present information to ranges uh, that they needed. Um, there were, we remember other things we did to try to bring the community together in ways we could. One of the things I was so proud to be a part of the team that worked on this with you guys as I was transitioning back to the Capitol um, and got to help lay the groundwork, unfortunately, because the Capitol called, I couldn't go myself, but was an event with uh, people that I think a lot have been counted out in society. And this was veterans of the, the, the last 20 years of war who um, had been confined to wheelchairs. And Jerry, could you share a little bit about, I know Maria, you did a lot to raise the money to make that happen and assisted me with that part. But Jerry, could you talk briefly since you were the one member of the three of us that actually got to see it all the way to its end? Oh, it was fantastic. We started working with Operation Enduring Warrior. And this was our military and our first responders who had been hurt in the line of duty where they were confined to a wheelchair. We got an opportunity to go out and hunt in Huntsville, Utah. And what we did was we took them out there. We taught them first how to shoot a modern-day black powder rifle. They had an opportunity to go out to the range, spend some time. Then we had an opportunity to go onto some hunting property and sit in the blinds and looking to see if we could actually find us a nice big mule deer. We were not successful in catching or getting any deer, but the looks on their faces, once they understood how these firearms worked and just the interaction with those people and understanding, you know, you and I don't have it very difficult. They do, but it was so rewarding. When I came home, this was, I was grinning from ear to ear just because of how excited I was to see them getting out there and being physically able to do this and actually do what they love to do. Now, I think it's so important for people to realize that often, um, you know, in the shooting sports, whether it be hunting or competitive shooting, not everybody's going to win. Not everybody's going to get something. But it's just because you get to be out there with other like-minded people exercising your rights and and many people coming together to make it happen. And, and I just want to thank you for that because that's an incredible legacy and program that continues to this day. That's one of the things I want to make sure people understand. A lot of the work that both of you do, they're not a one-off kind of a situation of like one and done. You literally are establishing things that become programs in and of itself that have to be continued over and over and over as they take growth. Um, you know, one of the things that I know that you both work on are what I'll call loosely a three-gun program, um, meaning that you use a, a rifle of some type, a shotgun of some type, and a, and a pistol of some type. Yet that can vary from the cowboy side with single-action shooting society known as SAS, all the way to some pretty interesting other um, renditions of that, uh, along to those that do IPDA and other types of uh, three-gun competitions throughout this state. 
but you guys do a lot with youth. And I wanted to spend the last couple of minutes on just some of the various things you guys are out there with the youth doing. Well, I know that I had the distinct opportunity to be able to go up to, of all places, just below Fresno, a little town called Kingsburg. I've been there the last two years for the California State High School Trap Championship. 241 students there this year, 15 different teams. What a wonderful day is it to see these young men and women coming out and shooting trap of all things. And let me tell you, they are fantastic shooters. They have learned so much. And they're they're going to continue going on into colleges and continuing to shoot. The other one that we had an opportunity to this year was in Clark County, Nevada. We had an opportunity to go over there and view 16 of our teams from California being able to shoot in trap sporting clays and ski and that competition continues throughout the state that was their national championships in clark county nevada now imagine there was over 1400 youth there it's awesome i think it's so important for people to recognize too maria you're out there raising the money that supports a lot of these programs make sure they have the ammunition and the things that they need to compete with but to the parents out there, realize these shooting sports like trap as an example, had a wonderful girl, Otter, who explained to us in, during testimony in the Capitol that shooting sports is there for everybody, including those that have um, physical challenges, you know, that might be confined to a wheelchair or something else. They, they don't get put on a bench to be a part, a helper on the team. They actually get to compete. And with these competitions, there are literally hundreds of full-ride scholarships nationwide that Californians routinely qualify for. And so I want to put this out. If you want to train, if you want to help be a range safety officer, a chief range safety officer, or support these various programs statewide, reach out to Jerry Clark at jclark at crpa.org. We'll have it um, on the, the website for you, or you can just call the office and ask for Jerry. The same thing goes for those of you that want to get involved with events. Maybe you have some expertise. Maybe you want to donate money. Maybe you want to donate time. Please reach out to Maria because she she needs people. Folks, these people are literally, this is not an exaggeration, working events 50, 60 hours a week up and down the state of California in every county trying to make it happen so that no one's ever turned away. This is part of what your California Rifle Pistol Association does for you, 365 days a year. Literally, we have had events on holidays going where we have staff, not with their families, but with your families making your events happen. We are around the clock doing this, and we need your help because as we've taken on more responsibilities in the state of California, running up on this 150 years of service to the state and to largely the Western United States, we take our job seriously. We put the money where our mouth is, and that's directly in support of you, not on us. We don't waste it on things for us or for the business. We put it all into the fight for your rights. And so I ask, if you haven't joined the CRPA, join the CRPA at crpa.org and put Fine Line Radio in the memo. 
And folks, next week we'll be back with the legislative fight from Sacramento. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer.